Welcome to Anything But Routine. Before we start the podcast today, we want to talk about our Dance Coaches Teachers Unite Facebook group. We have over 9,000 members in this Facebook group. It's a great way to network with different dance coaches, teachers, and studio owners. Ask a question if you're struggling. We all do better when we work together. Now, enjoy the podcast. So I am here with Alyssa Arms. Am I saying that right? You are. And why don't you tell me, um, we're so excited you're here today. And tell us all about your, your, your physical therapist, but I want you to go into more details. So, yeah. So like you said, my name is Alyssa Arms. I am a doctor of physical therapy. I'm also a board certified orthopedic clinical specialist, which basically means that I specialize in all things, bones, muscles, joints, all of that kind of stuff. And then I also have tons of dance experience. I've been a dancer since I was three. I was trained in ballet, tap, jazz, hip hop, salsa, and more recently West Coast Swing, where I've been a national circuit competitor for the last, I think about 12 years now. So I've been wow. able to combine my love of dance with the physical therapy that I love to do and work with dancers all the time. Well, that's so exciting. So what, what, where, what state are you in? I'm in Colorado. So you're in Colorado, beautiful state. Oh, that's neat. Cause I'm in Minnesota. So, well, um, First thing I want to ask is what is the most common overuse injury you see in dancers or, or are there more than one? Yeah, I think there definitely can be a wide variety of injuries in dancers. I would say in the kind of average dancer, hip labrum tears are really common. And I also see a lot of foot and ankle stuff. If I had to pick two things those probably would be my top two okay so as a coach um you know i feel like sometimes overuse injuries are sort of inevitable but what could we do to prevent that are there things that we can do to prevent that definitely i think when it comes to any sort of injury especially overuse injuries it's really important that the dancers one are really well-rounded in their whole body as far as strength and mobility, flexibility. There are a lot of things where I'm often shocked when dancers come in who can maybe do a developé with their leg up by their ear, but then I actually test some of their strength and they're shockingly weak in certain muscles that they really need to be strong in. And then I think the other thing too is just making it really clear to dancers that it's okay to let you know that things aren't feeling good or that, you know, they think something is going on in their body because they're very aware of how they feel in their body and what is normal and not so normal, but sometimes maybe afraid to speak up and let you know. And so I think being really on top of it from the get-go, letting them know that it's okay to let you know that so that you can help them stay healthy. Okay. And, And I think sometimes kids are scared to tell their coaches And they think, oh, I'm going to lose my spot or whatever. So I think it it is important that we tell them that their body is more important than a spot, you know, 
But there are times I'll say with my team that if a kid does go out, she may lose her spot temporarily, you know, and somebody else will go in. And that's why we have extra kids swings or whatnot. But um, I still think they don't understand you only get one body for your whole, whole life. So you've got to take care yeah. of it. So, so you were mentioning that kids were not, you know, you were surprised they weren't as strong in certain areas. Do you, do you recommend having someone come in and test your kids strength in the different areas, like a physical therapist? Yeah, I think there are a couple of different things. So one is there are physical therapists or athletic trainers who may come on site to your studio or practice space and can do screening events for your dancers. That's something that I offer and love to come in maybe at the beginning of the season or something like that to kind of see where everybody is and give some ideas of maybe the group as a whole needs to work on certain things or specific dancers need to work on some specific things. And then certainly if there are any dancers who have a history of injury or seem to take a long time to recover from injury, or if they're particularly hyper flexible, uh, those are some students who for sure should be seen by somebody, regardless of what the rest of the group in the studio is doing, just because they need a little extra attention. More strength training. You mean if they're mm -hmm. flexible? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's strengthening or just things that kind of need to be looked at to make sure that everything's addressed to make them as healthy and resilient as possible. Because like you said earlier, for dancers, it's sort of a matter of when are they going to get injured, not necessarily if they're going to get injured. And so the more we can stay on top of it from the beginning, the better off they'll be. Oh, that's so important. And I have like last year I had, um, one of our kids' grandpas is a is a physical therapist and a you know he's actually a speaker and he came in and um, assessed all of our dancers and I think some of them were shocked you know where where they needed to improve and then you made a point that sometimes it's the whole team that needs something so that would mean you know there are of course the individual cases but as a coach we need to be making sure that we're covering all those bases so. Yes. Yeah, that's so important. Um, so tell me, like, if you go in and work with a team, what is something that you do? So it kind of depends on the goals of the studio that I'm working with and how big the group is. There are some things that we can do to kind of screen as a group where I would take them through certain movements and through certain tests where I can just sort of scan the group as a whole and see what's happening and pick up on individual little things along the way too. And then sometimes if the studio owner or teacher coach really wants to get a lot of detail for their dancers, I'll actually do one-on-one -on -one assessments where I may be there just for the day and I spend maybe 15 minutes per dancer. My most robust assessment for dancers is 90 minutes per dancer. Wow. And so it, it really just depends on what everybody is wanting and what your goals are. And sometimes um, local studios can get, uh, you know, like a, what are we trying to say? A rehab center or a, a doctor that would want to come in and of no charge just for referral business, you know, right? Mm -hmm. I've had that Definitely. happen before. Yeah. So that is good. So what is, what are some like, horror stories of things we should avoid that like new coaches should maybe go, no, never do that. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I look at, I look past at my career and, you know, I've been doing this over 40 years and it's like some of the stuff we used to do right now, I'd be like, ah, you know, so mm-hmm. is there anything that we should be really aware of that, that you just can't do as a coach? Yeah. I think one thing to be really aware of is kind of this trend for being super flexible and doing over splits and doing, you know, the splits with both feet up on chairs or something like that to try to really get deep, deep splits. That is so challenging to safely do for dancers. And that just, it, introduces so much risk for injury, not only of their hips and muscles and their legs and torso and pelvis. Um, Part of what happens with that too, when we're doing things like over splits, is it actually can also impact how things like the pelvic floor are working for dancers, which can lead to problems with incontinence and pelvic pain for them in the future and things like that. So being aware of that and that being a risk is really important. I think another thing is some of the habits around stretching. So we actually in the medical community, not just dance specific, but in general about stretching have been finding in more recent years that if you do a lot of stretching before you do activity, it actually decreases muscle power, decreases muscle strength and can potentially increase risk of injury. Whoa, that's and so the dancers. Yes. And that's, that's more speaking to, you know, you don't want to sit in the splits for 10 minutes before class and say that was your warm up. Mm-hmm. You want to have a really good warm up. If you're going to do stretches before class or practice, they're going to be dynamic stretches where you're moving in and out and kind of using those muscles. It's not just sitting in a stretch. And then the time to be most effective with your stretching is actually after your body's already warmed up and towards the end of class when you're not expecting your body to do a bunch of performance and create a lot of power. I'd really like to take this podcast and let coaches show it to their kids because I've been promoting this for years. Like we do, um, we get hot at the beginning of our practice and then we do stop and maybe I'm, tell me if I'm wrong, but then I do short snippets of stretching in between other sets of things. I don't have them all stretch at the beginning. And there's Mm -hmm. coaches that are so like, I could never do that. They'll tell me because my kids think they need to stretch for a half hour before they start. And I'm like, baloney. I I go, you're really, you know, if you're going to go out for a jog, you wouldn't stretch for a half an hour before you went jogging. You know, Mm -hmm. and most of these kids are, you know, these kids are young. And, and they just need to get warm. And we do just stretch here and there throughout the practice. Like if they've been doing a ton of cardio and they're just exhausted, that's when I'll maybe hit the floor and have them do stretches and straddles. And then, you know, we, we kind of like break it up. And I feel it's become been better for my team doing that. Yeah, I think breaking it up like that is definitely good. And one thing that's really interesting too, when it comes to stretching, we've also found that the best window for making gains in stretching is stretching a given muscle or muscle group or position for one to two minutes. Mm -hmm. If you stretch more than two minutes, research shows that it doesn't have any added benefit. Oh, interesting. And so if you're spending 10 minutes on a certain stretch, well, you've just done eight minutes of nothing extra. (laughs) Yeah. You're wasting time. You're chatting about what you did last night. Right. Mm -hmm. I love the, I love the dynamic stretch because you're doing more things that 
you know, you're multitasking a bit and it, it really, you know, I feel like you, I feel we need a choreographed warm up for the most mm-hmm. part because our kids tend to not do it if we don't have a plan. Yes. So we really work hard at having a warm up plan every day. And I feel proud that we do that. So that's a good thing. Um, yeah, what is, awesome. what is a couple other bits of advice that you would give a coach? Like maybe what is the least what do you feel most people need to get stronger? Well, as far as strength stuff goes, the things that I am always shocked about being weak on a lot of dancers when I test it is some of their hip strength and core strength. And it's really interesting because when you think about movements that dancers are doing, they're using their core a ton. They're using their legs a ton. And so you would think those muscles would be really strong. But these are actually some of the deep muscles that are responsible for stability. And so particularly dancers, if they're having trouble with their spins or leaps and jumps and they're not landing great or things like that, that might be a good indicator that those muscles are weak on them, or at least need some checking to see if they need a little bit of extra attention. And what I found is with strengthening those areas for dancers, it actually helps their flexibility because flexibility actually comes a lot from strength and it helps them be more on point when they're doing things like their pirouettes and jumps and leaps. Interesting, yeah. And I I feel like I, I never realized how, how valuable or important your core is until I had abdominal surgery. And mm-hmm. I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, cause it was like a wake up call that you didn't realize that you were pulling from that or engaging that with every aspect of dance as much as once you didn't have it, you know, mm-hmm. that it's really important. So, well, any other last tidbits to share with coaches? Um, let's see. I think one other thing to kind of throw in there is if there are any coaches or teachers who are particularly working with the pre-point group who might be progressing on to point, there definitely are some guidelines from the medical community as far as what is appropriate for progressing on to point. There has been research done that looks at this and when they have surveyed studios and major dance centers they're kind of all across the board on what they look at and same with teachers individual teachers and i think the statistic was something like 40 percent of the dance teachers or coaches that they surveyed had no specific criteria for progressing on to point and so learning what those criteria are is important it's a combination of the age of the student recommended that they're at least 12 um, that they're taking at least a couple of ballet classes each week they need to have a certain amount of ankle flexibility which can be done with a really simple test called the pencil test there's some other tests that you can do to get general assessments of strength and stability. Um, There are four other tests like that. And they're all things that are easy to do in the studio. And then if you have any dancers who you're kind of questioning, or maybe they kind of have that injury history and that kind of stuff where you want someone to look at them more specifically, there are a lot of dance medicine professionals out there who do offer more robust pre-point assessments to check and see how ready they are to progress. 
that's some great advice because you know you all hear horror stories of kids who start too early on point and yeah so definitely well gosh Alyssa I thank you so much and we just kind of randomly connected on Facebook so I appreciate it and and I hope our paths will cross another day and thank you for sharing your expertise with coaches and dance studios out there who need the help because that's probably keeping our kids in the game right yeah exactly thank you so much I appreciate it you're welcome have a great day you too Thanks for listening to Anything But Routine. If you like the podcast, subscribe and give us a rating. We'll see you next time.